Alright folks, before we get this episode started, I just wanted to take a moment to tell you that unfortunately the audio is a little wonky in this episode. Uh, everyone else is fine except for my mic for some reason is kind of muffled. I hope you'll listen to this episode. It's uh, very funny. We had all had a good time. Our guest is Bella Blue and she's a burlesque dancer. So please check it out. But if not, I understand. Make sure to check out all our other shows and my Nerd Bowl win from the Pickle Scoop podcast, which is, if you go to picklescoop.com, uh, they have it up, and I beat Tim Laddie's ass, and I am the king of all nerds, so thank you. Welcome back to the MHOG Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and sitting next to me... Fuck yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, well, fuck yeah, you screaming are. Screaming in my ear. Jesus. Like, did you adjust the volume on this thing? No, you just grabbed the okay. microphone and screamed at Well, it. I'd like to apologize to our guests. <laughs> and, uh... I'm Buck Lightning. Yes. And sometimes I just gotta fucking announce myself. That's like right. That. You do sometimes. You do have to be like, like Buck Lightning, uh, motherfucker. And I'm the rum guy. And that's the the guy, the rum guy who can barely speak. That's and he's actually hand. here. I am. I'm actually yelling, but there's nothing in my headset, so. There's nothing in your headset. No. So there you go. Yeah. Well, maybe he can talk into mine from there, and I'll pick <laughs> it up because it's so fucking loud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can Can you hear us all? I can hear you all. All right, good, good, good. And that's that's our guest. That is our guest, Miss Bella Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> I'm sure she gets that all the time. I'm Except pre- not the boy part, but yeah, you know, I'm uh, pretty sure. You know. Yeah, I get the go blue part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, sometimes people in the audience will be like, "Go blue." Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I used to get the whole like Wayne's World thing for my entire life, pretty oh. much. Or when when the when the lovely Polly Shore decided to use Buddy, and I would get hey Bye. yeah dude oh oh my god that would drive I'm me I'm gonna crazy. use that now thanks dude thanks Thank for you. you shouldn't have told me <laughs> oh See what Bella do, do do you do a uh, in your ballast do you do Blues Clues as one of your your acts no that's a good idea though that would be awesome <laughs> and you could have a handy dandy notebook yes. And it draws, and then they draw the clues in the notebook, and the the clues about like what article of clothing is going to come off. Exactly. Next. Mm. 
<laughs> I'm going to guess it's a sock. That could be like that could be really good for like a mom themed burlesque show because I think <laughs> if you're not a parent, you probably don't know what the fuck a blues clue is. <laughs> yeah, even you have no I, no clue what the blues clue is. Mm. So it might be kind of lost on an audience of like single or just not spawning humans. <laughs> well, not spawning humans. If, if I might. <laughs> If I might advise you a little bit, uh, the audience could either be <coughs> mostly parents or mostly male because men don't really give a fuck whether they know what you're doing if you're disrobing. Yeah, it's true. It's, they're they're kind of cool with it. I know. I mean, I, you, you could go up there dressed up as anything and they'd be like, oh, look, she's taking her clothes off. All right. You should... True, it is true. It's a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting thing to be a burlesque performer and having done this for but eight years now and for so many different types of audiences all over the country and all over the world, um, you know, there's definitely a significance between a male and a female audience member. You know, men are like, <laughs> are, are the guys more subdued, would you say? Oh, or is my it? God. You know, and uh, most men, and it's a kind of a blanket statement, but, like, men in general are very, like, visual creatures, and then females mm. are like, in it, like they are paying attention and they are watching, and they are looking at what's going on and they are like getting it, you know. Sure. Um. Yeah. On occasion, you have you have the male, the, the male, somebody of the male species who is. Uh, <laughs> Here's a fun experiment. Go find two audiences: one mostly male, one mostly female, and incorporate the lyrics to "Smells Like Teen Spirit" into your act, and see who actually cares. I'm doing well. The bet it's the women. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. The sound went out ringing. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Technical difficulties as always. So, we're we're much more professional than this. So That's not true. Eighty so percent of the time. Been doing this for about eight years, huh? Yeah, I've been doing burlesque for about eight years. Um, I started dancing as a as a small child, just like most girls. Your mom puts you in dance class or whatever, and just to kind of see what sticks. And um, and. So I started taking dance lessons at three, and then I started taking it seriously around like seven. And I was so then I was like really into ballet and doing lots of ballet and uh, some other different styles of dance, and then continued that all the way up through high school. And then I went to Noka for dance. I graduated high school. I didn't move away. I decided to stay. I got I got scared. And like a good Southern girl, right after high school, I got pregnant. Oh, um, yay! And I had my my first son when I was uh, nineteen. And um, uh, the funny funny story is that like uh, back when I was a teenager, I was like when the swing movement was really big. So there was like Cherry Pop and Daddies. Sure, and, uh, right, yeah. Uh, Jump job and whale. There was like this resurgence of the swing era. And at the time, there was a band, Johnny Angel and the Swingin' Demons, that was... Johnny still plays around New Orleans, but at the time, he was, like, on fire because of this whole swing movement. Um, And I used to go and sneak into bars (laughs) to go see Johnny Angel play. And he also had some burlesque incorporated into his shows sometimes. And that was the first time I actually ever saw it. I was about 16 or 17. Fast forward, uh, you know, graduate high school, have my first son. I'm still doing classical dance and still teaching and da 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 And then I have my second son. And then Katrina hits three weeks later. Oh, uh, oh boy, that's a hell so, of a... 
pack up the kids, evacuate, do that whole thing, come back. Uh, you guys know what that was all about, oh, obviously, yeah. coming home. Two years later, you know, um, the, while our city was, like, still being reconstructed still two years after the fact, it was, uh, I, for me, I, I feel like the city still needed to just be entertained and distracted and, like, really given reasons to believe in this city and why they were here. And right. as you guys know, too, like, New Orleans has such a survival mentality period the end like from the get-go it has this like survivalist quality about it and when I started doing burlesque in 2007 I feel like that was where the city was still at was just like this need to be entertained need to be distracted from the stress of post-Katrina world you know people were still living out of FEMA trailers and they were still dealing with uh, money and insurance and getting their houses and their lives back together, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And I feel like burlesque was a, it was a good, it's such a terrible time, obviously for our city, but also such a great time to begin a burlesque career because the city was so hungry for entertainment. Right. It needed something. Um, and I think that, that in my opinion, and in my experience, that is kind of like, where the big wheel started spinning and um the burlesque was is back in the back in the early you know uh 30s 40s 50s 60s burlesque was super prevalent in new orleans and on bourbon street so new orleans is no stranger to the art of burlesque but there was a good 40 years there where there it wasn't happening um right. and uh you know so it's um I could, I got off on a tangent, I guess, that's a little right. bit. That's about all right. No worries. What? But that's how I, that's how it all started. Well, yeah. how, how do you fi- how do you think since there was such a gap there with with the burlesque uh, as a uh, entertainment here in in the city? What what really who really started bringing it back? I mean, I, apparently you were part of that whole scene. I mean, I mean, what was there? I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to there's word it. A couple it. of key. There's a couple of key players in that. So there's. Um, you know, before One-Eyed Jacks was One-Eyed Jacks, it was the Shim Sham The Shim Sham, yeah. Right. And the Shim Sham had the Shim Shamettes. And so that was a weekly show that. that ran, and it was a group, and it was a, it was a rather large group. Um, you know, as that went on and kind of dis- and disbanded over time and, and people dispersed off and I think kind of started to do their own little things here and there. And then there was also... You know, Rick uh, Delop is a producer of Bust Out Burlesque, and Bust Out just yeah. just made ten years. Um, Bust Out, you leaving? Okay, bye. Um, See you Bust later. Out, that's my partner. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Like, they said hi. Babe. Hello. <laughs> said hi. He's going to pick up I'm our Brooke friend Lightning. at the airport. Oh, awesome. um, but. Uh, you know, Rick started doing bust out burlesque, and bust out is is a uh, is more about sticking to the classic burlesque, so live jazz band and girl, and pretty classic striptease stuff. Uh, when I first started, it was it was bust out Florida Tease, which is the group that I was in. Uh, Spooky Lestrange, I think, was doing some things, yeah. and then like Storyville Starlets, I think, were doing some things at some time, you know, here and there, and. It was not very, you know, you could, now it's like you could see a burlesque show 
almost every every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, I get a lot of the invites. Yeah, me too. What's that? I get a lot of the invites. Yeah. 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 I just don't have any money, so I'm like, oh, sorry. (laughs) It's almost every night of the week. I think Tuesday is is like the one day where where there's like a consistent show missing because it's. Fucking Tuesday! Like, wow, we got to we got to fix this, people. I know. Anybody out there? Let's let's get one on a Tuesday. Well, ser- serious question about that. Do you feel like having it almost every day dilutes it any, or is it or is it good? No, it's been really amazing. Like, you know, awesome. there were people who, you know, when I first started producing, I started producing about seven, six or seven years ago, and there was. Um, I started to see the value of production and that, you know, if you're going to make burlesque a business for yourself and be someone who's going to be a performer for a living, you can't just be depending on other people to provide work for you. Right. Um, if you need a gig, you have to make a gig. Yeah. And that That's is like true. my philosophy. Well, it's like any type it's of been my really. philosophy. Yeah. And you need a gig, you make a gig. You don't wait for somebody else to give you one. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started producing, I remember people being like, in general, there was a kind of a general buzz about like, is there too much and does it dilute it? And but you know, there can there have been nights in New Orleans where three, sometimes four burlesque shows going on in one night, nobody suffers. Yeah, there is that's an amazing. audience for everyone, and. That's great. There's a show for every audience. If you want to see classic, you can find it. If you want to see weird, you can find it. If you want to see a themed show, you can find it. If you want to see something in just like your favorite dive bar, you might be able to. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, I don't think it's diluted it. I think it has, I think it it has just really just enhanced the entertainment scene. You know, whereas... Music is great and all, of course, like, it's the soul of this city, but, like, there's only so much music you want to go see, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you always need a variety. You need a variety of ways to go to get your entertainment in. And so I feel like burlesque has really, has really provided just something else for people to do here. You know, yeah. locals, locals are not. Um, I agree. Is there a separation between burlesque and cabaret? Mm-hmm. Ish. Um, cabaret would kind of be a blanket, um, a blanket term for theatrical entertainment that also includes a variety. So music, singing, dancing, not as much striptease maybe in a cabaret. So it like really a Pussycat Dolls would be more of a cabaret? What's that? So like a Pussycat Dolls would be more of a cabaret? I think- yeah, I think so. I've never seen the Pussycat Dolls <laughs> perform before. I saw I them think, in that movie, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, they were in that. I think that that could be considered, you know, more on the cabaret side. Burlesque is about the burlesque. The origination of the like the actual definition of the word means to to jest or to make fun of. So burlesque is the was like poking fun at whatever it could have been like political issues at the time or you know a hey burlesque, burlesque. burlesque show incorporated <laughs> variety you know That's also cool. so there was like comedians and musicians and uh stuff like that so yeah. it gets a little muddy i guess if you're trying to like be really specific about 
what is what. I was just curious because it's uh, there are two terms that seem to go side by side, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know much about the difference. So, yeah, when I think like for me personally, when I think of the word cabaret, I think of more of an environment. Okay, kind of like something. the building. Well, no, I think of I think of like a girl on piano smoking a cigarette type of thing, and you know, yeah, like dark and sexy, you know, yeah. velvet. Yeah, I, I, that's what I kind of envision. Mm-hmm. I bet yeah. you do. I do. He's really more envisioning the cigarette than the woman. <laughs> but, uh, so you kind of uh, glossed a little bit over, I think, accidentally. When you came back during Katrina, you decided that the city needed something, that you wanted to do something towards it. But what specifically put in your head the idea of doing burlesque? It just it just was something to do. I Oh, it was weird. Like I turned it was like I turned 25 and then there's just like there was this weird light bulb that went off in me as a person and I was just like, you know, I I just need to be doing something else. I need to be performing. I had been teaching and I had a studio and like I wasn't really I was just having a hard time like trying to figure out what I was doing. You know, yeah. I didn't as mo I mean, you we all go through that, of course, oh, where yeah. you're just like, What the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> right? I was um, doing that at two in the morning. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, hmm <laughs> know, she read our minds. <laughs> I think she's better uh, better fit for burlesque than we are, though. I, uh, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I don't know if... Well, fucking if, speak for yourself. <laughs> I don't I know mean, if I'd go up there on burlesque dance. I, like, like I've told you before, I'm, I'm a former hand model. I need the fans. So, you know those fans? Yeah, that was, I don't think I could do the fans. I'll strip tease right now. I don't, oh, please I don't don't. do a fuck. I, I really don't want nah, to. Nah, 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 oh, Jesus. Nah, nah, nah. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't hit the tassels. Never mind. <laughs> I came ill prepared, just Damn like this it. podcast. You need some pasties. I, I do have, yeah, I do have colorful me. underwear on, though. If you're on there wondering. Oh, well, that's good. That's the start. If you could spin those things, that'd be incredible. What the underwear? No, yeah, oh. the underwear. If you could spin underwear, <laughs> like, be incredible. While I while I have uh, <laughs> prodigious knockers, uh, they tend to go up and down a lot. Not so Circles. much. Yeah, uh, I don't have that at skill. Least you tried. You could do it. It's just about it's all about the shimmy. So you're saying I should take one of your classes? (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) I would do that just to make your students really uncomfortable. (laughs) I would come in a wig to look like Chris Farley. You would be the uncomfortable one because you're like coming in on their turf. That's true. That's true. But the the thing about Madam, you don't know me. The school is actually a really supportive environment, so if you did decide to come, there you'd just have a room full of mostly women being like, yay! It would be like being in a room full of moms just supporting your strip habit. Well, I have to say, I've never been in a room naked where women clapped, so... No one's ever been excited to see me naked. Uh, Or (laughs) semi-naked. Oh, Jesus. Oh, self-deprecation at its finest. <laughs> oh, yes. Always. That's going on my tombstone. <laughs> Probably in be, about 10 that years. That will be your burlesque name. It'll be like <laughs> selfie. Selfie. It'll be selfie because selfies are a thing right now. Yep. You know, selfie deprecation. Dude, that'd be great. There it is. Mm-hmm. That's your burlesque name to it. <laughs> I would support this. 
<laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't. I don't. I could. I could. I could. Be, I could back at him and, and him being a burlesque dancer. Oh, I'm, I'm always fascinated by burlesque names because I, I've always wanted to start like a, a a game like like guess is is it burlesque or is it wrestling? Like what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I messed up. Yeah, it it's re- it's it's burlesque and roller derby. Yeah, that's that's the two. Yep, for sure. Yeah, roller derby girls have some really creative names too. Yeah, yeah. some of the burlesque people, I don't know where they get their names. I want to have a whole like. Watch out for misogyny. Have... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I said, watch out for misogyny. Misogyny, right? And her. A little confused friend, Miss Andre. Now wait, hold on. Now hold on. Is, is that the the tag team duo Roller Derby Girls? Because that's really what it sounds like to me. You have mean, to you have to show the, up to Della Blue show to find out. Have to deal with misogyny as it is. So <laughs> there was like a. Wow. There's already plenty of personifications of misogyny. You got to do um, that in this room, frankly. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> Well, I got a question. For that. You said you had classes. What are you doing? Are you just are you talking about the dance classes? That's what you were up to today. On the weekends, I teach private classes. Um, so women book me to teach like bachelorette or birthday parties or okay. just like cool get-togethers. Yeah, so they get an hour-long class, and then I, I hold like workshops specialized in different facets of burlesque and then i have classes that are twice a week during the week that are walk-in classes and i have another teacher that teaches those because i'm exhausted and i can't do it i can't do it all i mean you you do do a lot of stuff i mean you're spreading yourself pretty thin it's crazy I, i but when it's but when i'm not busy i'm like what i don't know what this is i don't know what to do i mean it's it has really been very, very, it's a blessing. Like, it totally is such a wonderful, because if you had told me eight years ago that I would be traveling and producing, like, 24 shows a month average, you know, working with the people that I get to work with and teaching classes and all, if you had said any of that, I would have been like, um, <laughs> probably just going to still be a dental assistant doing this strip thing on the side, you know? Yeah, um, right. Yeah, I would. I had no idea. I was gonna say it's amazing that you are able. I mean, put, put to do that. Put good things out. Put good things out into the world, and you get good good stuff back. So yeah, that's karma. That means yeah. no no farting, Wayne. That means I guess we're not gonna have anything any good karma because all this shit we put <laughs> out. Jesus yourself. Christ! Karma could be your burlesque name. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, I'm karma. Um. You know, I, I have a question going very, very far back into what you you originally started talking about. Way back, way you back. Said, uh, you said you took cl- dance classes when you were three, and I'm always fascinated by that, like whether it's like putting your kid in dance classes or put them in like karate. Like, do you have any memories from that? Because it just seems like a really weird time for little kids. Yeah, like- I remember crying my eyeballs out because I was <laughs> like, didn't want my mom to leave me. And I was... I remembered like going across the floor and doing boo-rays, which is like where you do this. Uh, you radio people can't see the, what's going on, but um, it's a dance step where you basically like tiptoeing across the floor. And I just remember like sobbing as you were doing it, as I was doing it, just sobbing because I was like having like baby black swan from my mom. And now it's yeah. that So that's like my earliest memory of dance class. Uh, 
Mm. Little known fact, I was in dance class. I kept going, apparently, so it, it works. Yeah. No, it just like it seems like such a weird idea. Like you take this little kid and again, whether it's dance or, or like karate or something to that effect, you know, like you you've never done anything participatory before and all of a sudden you're in this room with people you don't know and yeah, some some old person screaming at you. Dance! Dance! And all dance instructors yeah. have large sticks they slap on the floor. Yep. No, not not around children. Really, that's like, that's inappropriate. The really strict ones they do. I they definitely do. got chased around by a stick in my time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you and that's how she got pregnant. Ta da! Twice. Twice. That's right. Uh. And I have boys, and so I'm being somehow. There's some retribution going on from the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm outnumbered on the hormone level. Everybody in my household is is a male. I don't know, boys. Boys, I think are easier. Like they're they're pretty simple. You know, you you give yeah, them something you just, they like, like. Feed them. You just make sure there's food. Video games. You know, video games. Like when awesome. they when they get a little older, maybe accidentally leave around catalog. like the yeah the Sears catalog or Victoria's Secret <laughs> yeah, catalog. Yeah, no, something they'll be fine. Yeah. Oh. oh, you think that's? Oh, but we're, 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 we're taking it easy on you, yeah. frankly. We can we can tell you stories yeah, from yeah. our childhood. <laughs> did nope, did you I'm know better. there's a lot of like messed up sex stories in the Bible? I am better <laughs> off not knowing what's going through my 13 year old's head right now. Yeah, yeah you're safe. Oh, that's right, 13. Oh boy. Yeah, he's 13. He's he is. I'm, both of my kids are are really good kids. They and I'm right. not just saying that because they're mine. I'm saying that because like. I see other children in public, and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I'm so glad you're not my kid. Um, <laughs> people don't, you know, kids are just, like, running amok and, like, being super disrespectful and just, like, you know, I hear stories, too, of, like, people who were at 13, they were, like, sneaking out and smoking weed yeah. and doing drugs and, like, doing, like, at 13, like, Wrong. and I... I grew. I was like a dance nerd, so I wasn't doing any of that. I was like a dance class and doing my yeah. homework. And I, I was know. I was an angel at thirteen. At thirteen, I was like playing D and D and 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 like uh, buying toys as a kid. I, had I wasn't a, really. I had a wonderful macrame hobby. At thirteen, at 13. I was a stripper named Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I was much thinner then. <laughs> I'm told I was yeah, quite graceful. Thirteen-year-old plays. You know, he all he's worried about is sports, nice. and video games. You know, and cool. and uh, like he just like is like figuring out his style too. You know, so like goes shopping. He's got like a cool little style and his haircut. What's what style is he uh, in right now? Come on, because we all is he guys, we all go through oh, the style thing. A, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got, I got an even more uncomfortable question. Oh Jesus! So, so you're a burlesque dancer, and you have young ladies uh, around you all the time. Does it get weird now when when they're around? Does he get you know, silent and go in his bulk? He doesn't get weird, you know. He does. He will like make himself more present. He'll like come and sit at the table, <laughs> and he'll want to chit chat, and he's not like hiding in his room like he right. usually does. It's um, like, I'm the quarterback, just so you know. Right. <laughs> Look at my yeah, shirt. I'm, I'm just letting you know that, like, that this is going to be a mustache in a few weeks, just so you know. 
He definitely is like trying to, you know, he'll like make himself more available. But he tells me the the other week he and maybe ran back to where he maybe ran back to the other neighborhood. I don't know. That's possible. He probably was like, I'm done. Yeah, or he prob- he's very sweet. He may have just gotten like scooped up by somebody else who was like, oh, you're really sweet and cute. Oh, the, the, the positive thing is maybe someone did find him and decided to take care of him. Yeah, that's yeah, that'd be a good yeah, thing. I, I think that's more likely. He's pretty smart. Like he wasn't really like dealing with dogs or cars. You know, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't like that. So I was, I was in Key West and we got uh, as soon as I got into Key West, we were like surrounded by roosters. I never realized how many freaking roosters were in freaking Key West. They're a everywhere. lot. They're like they're like pigeons. They're yeah. everywhere. And I was I got. Yeah. I, this is like the one time I ever got drunk, and I was in Key West. Yeah. <laughs> The one time, uh-huh. <laughs> your name is the rum guy, so it's the one time you get drunk. So we were at a we were at a rooftop restaurant, and there was this. Uh, we're sitting there eating French fries, and all these freaking roosters flogged us. And they all came in because they're you know they're annoying, and they yeah. kept trying to eat my French fries. And I was getting pissed, and there was like five of them. They just decided to jump on our table. So I was drunk. Oh, yeah. So I thought the best idea was to like fight them because they were spurring. They were throwing their right. spurs up. So I punched this rooster. <laughs> And it flew off the building and landed on a car and was like, I'm Mother. okay. It hit his wings up. I'm okay. Motherfucker, I saw the family guy. He's so full of shit. What? I don't. What family guy? <sighs> anyway, we're back to recording. We, we're finally back up. We're sorry for all this technical bull crap, but it's finally working. I just like that he said that he punched a rooster. He okay. did. He, he, I, punch, so, I did. So I you're, you're, you're a cock puncher. I, I do. <laughs> There was actually a Family Guy episode about my... About Peter beats the shit out of a rooster. I Honestly, the only time I ever watched Family Guy was over at Rusty's. Yeah, which is probably all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to smelling like Stetson. Oh, yes. So anyway, I the moral of that story was that his dad bought him some stinky cologne, came back to my house. I threw the Stetson away. Nice. And uh, and then took him to the mall, and we picked out some cologne. He got a watch, and then he also got his first like shaving lesson. Oh, you know, and he tells me he's like, uh, he's like, man, I'm like growing up. I have just like grown up over the last few days. (laughs) Just two days. This last two days, I grew up like that. He's like, I have a watch and cologne, and I learned how to shave, and so yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's interesting being. It's also interesting, you know, being a being a showgirl and being a mom at the same time, you know, and uh, you got to wear two different hats when you do that in a way, in a matter of speaking. Yeah, for sure. But sometimes at the same time, I mean, I sometimes I'm like cooking dinner in drag face because I have a show after. Oh, nice. You know? So I feel like cook, get them fed, and like get them settled, and then mm. like leave to go perform. Mm. So. See you later. I'll be back later on. Yeah. Right, yeah, and they they know, like, they're not oblivious. They're like, okay, bye, Mom, have a good show. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's it's interesting. I hope that when they're older, so they, they don't, they they don't they use the Internet? What? I, I said, yeah, you, you hope that when they get older, you don't want them to peep too much on the Internet. Oh, to with, see me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, I, how I do you feel with I doubt that? her kids are going to be like, Hey, let's go. Like, let's no, go. I'm not saying they're going hunt down their mother for crying out loud. I'm just saying, you know what I mean. Why'd you make it weird, dude? You Why'd did. You, you did. Weird? You made it weird. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. I didn't make it weird. And, yeah, right. You didn't disconnect the headphones either. Well, I did that because you were aggravating me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So how long did it take him to like come out when, when some of the girls were around? Drenched in like in so, okay. Stetson and, smelling like smelling like a Tijuana like a Tijuana brothel. No, no, I put that I put that to to rest. Like the day he came home and and he got in the car and I was just like, whoa! I was like, what? Um, what is that? Do you remember Wayne? Do you remember the first time you had got cologne when you were a kid? Yeah, probably. I, th- I think I did the same thing. Oh, yeah, like, we, we all did. It was, was just like, kind of like, yeah, this smells, this smells like, good. Yeah, but you put it on me. Yeah, here was, we go. Because I used to see my dad with the bottle of Aqua Velvet. Right, and but it, like, it was aftershave. It was aftershave, yeah. you know? So I'm thinking, oh, you do that with all colognes. Let me pour like a puddle in my fist. <laughs> and then you, know? you go, slap, you know? And, and then you walk in and everybody, like, flowers are wilting. I re- <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like terrible. I remember the first time I got my first can of Axe Body Spray. They were playing the best around from Karate Kid. <laughs> You're the best around. It <laughs> uh, was a really special moment. It was a really oh, special shit. moment. I think the, the first cologne I ever had was, uh, do you remember Canoe? I do remember Canoe. Yeah. It even came in one of those little glass canoes. It did. It, it did. did. <laughs> that was some strong crap. When you want your Schmidt to be like... <laughs> so, sorry. so weird that I bet to being a boy. Wait, what? What's that? I bet it's so weird being a man, like being a boy, and then like going through this weird, uh, like mid boy man phase. Yeah, we go. Yeah, we, men go through two two life three. crises. I think we go through three. Three, you think? Yeah, three? I think three. Okay, Wayne goes through six. I go through six at least a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, I don't think it was too bad. Aside, well, I mean, I had depression to deal with, but I think the main thing about being a teenager that that was the real problem was. Finding creative ways to hide your constant erections. That was yes. That was like you're, you know you're sitting there in English class and <laughs> and all of a sudden somebody's giving like a you know a grammar lesson and boom. <laughs> and there it is. And Hello, like, everybody. Hey, can you stand up and read from that passage? No. Um, I can face the wall and read the passage. <laughs> yeah. I can, Send me to detention because I ain't getting up. I can prop up the book if you like, so someone else can read it. <laughs> Even I really can't even like wrap my brain around it having this like appendage that you don't really have any control over. It's yeah. pretty awesome to be honest with you. You know, you Not know, really. you know what I hated? I hated the bus ride, the bus ride home, because uh, you'd be sitting there and it would vibrate, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm like thinking to myself, don't do it, don't do it. Baseball, baseball, baseball. <laughs> exactly. What Stay kind away. of fucked up bus did you ride? Yeah, on? I wrote a good one, obviously. That <laughs> yeah, was only. 18, <laughs> Were you on the bang long? bus? What? I was like, yes. Yeah. I had the best bus ride ever. He got to wear the soft helmet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I yeah, saw that I bus on YouPorn. I think what would is interesting and in like and in being the mom of boys also and like trying to do my part as a parent and like what sort of like humans I would like for them to be, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, is things that they're not that that people don't talk about or address like are are just the simple facts of, like, things that you guys are talking about right now. Like, you talk about it amongst your friends, you know what I mean? Like, right. Dude, I got this hard on, it was cool bus, you know? I mean, Oh, like, no, 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 you didn't tell your friends that. No, because they would have pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you but had bad Buddy's got wood, yeah! Sorry. The thing is, like, I can imagine, like, being raised as a male in a culture that we live in that is... uh 
also like body shaming, you know, yeah. that like doesn't talk about the things that naturally normally happen and perhaps give some give kids some creative ways to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like here you go. This is what's going to happen to you. This is going to happen to your body. It's going to be super weird for a little while and maybe forever. But <laughs> if you're lucky, especially, yeah, yeah. especially you're when lucky. you especially when you get old and you start getting those Cialis uh, emails, you get some pills. Right. Uh, I mean, it would be it would be interesting to to see a, a wave of like parenting changing. You know, to give boys and girls this like stuff to like go into the world with and be like all right i got this i can totally handle this weird shit that's about to happen to my body you see well we see when when i was growing up my mom was we were pretty open like my parents were my my parents were hippies and we were pretty open uh about everything you know whatever but i would always get these weird like my mom was this no she was like strict on like making sure she says, look, I know you're all going to have sex. I already know. She even talked to, like, the girls and shit that we'd hang out with because we all were skaters and stuff. She was also talking to, her, to his dad. Yeah. She's like, I know you're going to have sex at some point. I know. But she was like, you always got to make sure you're protected and always, you know, keep yourself, you know, safe. So she would right. hand out these AIDS pamphlets to all my friends. And <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The best She part, still does. She still does. His birthday, his 40th birthday party was a real downer. <laughs> look, the, the best part, though, look, the best part about it was a friend of mine, he, he was one of my best friends, and, and, and actually it's the guy who got AIDS and he, died. No, no. Yeah, that was really funny. Uh, no, he's actually the guy on uh, Gold Rush, that TV show. That, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, he would come over and he would tell my, every time my mom would hand him a pamphlet, he would go. I already got that one. <laughs> I already got that one. Like he would, he would, he would and he would like collect them. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty funny. You know, this bizarrely relates to a conversation I had at seven a.m. this morning with yourself. Uh, no, I was oh, talking. Okay. I was talking to Laddie, um, the Commodore, and uh, we were talking about some shit that had gone down with me. Uh, you know, earlier last night, we we were discussing like like the problems that you have as a male. And uh, he was saying something that actually Joe, I mentioned, like, after you told me, I said, Joe Rogan actually has a bit about this, which is, which you really need to, like, conversations that parents don't have with, with young boys, that they really need to, that will benefit you infinitely in your life, tell them early on, right, you know, right when they're hitting puberty, jerk off first, then think about it. <laughs> because so many things that you will do as a male... So many stupid things that you will do can easily be remedied by finding a bathroom, a little bit of Jergens, <laughs> uh, liquid soap will work if you have to. But no, you know, that burns. You, you, you don't wanna, do it. Well, don't get in the hole. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm you know, having this conversation. Jerk off first, <laughs> and then think about it because you will do things that if you had relieved some tension previously, you would have thought, you know what? You would have thought better. Maybe of not. It. Maybe this 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 will not end well. History will not reflect kindly upon me. Yeah. But in the heat of the moment, when you have not handled your business, so to speak, There's, it's like you're irrational. Yeah, no, this is pretty awesome. Let's go for this. Let's you're do irrational. This. Yeah, I mean, so, you you you'll do things that aren't a rational human being wouldn't do. But it's so I can't even like I can't even wrap my brain around it. <laughs> well, you can leave out the part about the Jergens. As a as a as a woman, like I I it's and 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 like I said, having sons, and then also being pretty 
you know, I, I identify as a, as a feminist for sure. And like trying to raise my boys to, um, see, see women as their equals, you know what I mean? And, to respect, and, yes. And treat them with the respect and honor that a women, that women deserve. And, uh, it's so hard to relate. I can't imagine what it's like to have that, uh, it's just in your genetic makeup to like need to bang everything need to like get off before you can like do life. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of like, it's just a, it's, it's a hormone thing. I mean, it really is. Well, especially at that time. I mean, period, it, it really is actually genetics and DNA. You're, you're, you're literally programmed to propagate the species. Right. Right. Like your genetics does not take into it. Like, to procreate like you are trying you know that is you're like deeper on a deeper level that is like what is going on society just like unfortunately has given men this like green light to be like oh well he's got a dick so whatever you know (laughs) he can't can't control himself and it's like no actually he can he just doesn't have to because society has said he doesn't have to but most guys are saying like you know what if you if you handle it this way, you will make better decisions because you don't have to think about the fact that you are. Uh, yeah, you know, that's true, though. Yeah, all of your. No, I, I I agree with you. I think I can see your point in it, and I think that it's pretty valid. Uh, I mean, find an appropriate spot. You know, that's that's an important part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't just go out like, and yeah, go you know, a grocery store. If you're, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Rouse's Rouse's does discriminate. You know. <laughs> And I'm against it. I say women should be able to breastfeed in public, and yep, you know, I agree. And sometimes a guy's got to give a little like jizz bath to the to the produce. Apples to oranges, there. No, yeah, it's a little different, way different. No, no. discrimination. That's all I'm saying. Discrimination. <laughs> so, that is such a that is such an invalid argument. This <laughs> is such an invalid argument. <laughs> You know that if you could, you would not go and jizz all over the produce anyway. Well, you, you're, you're confused a little there. I probably wouldn't, but if I could, I absolutely would. <laughs> if it was allowable, believe me, I would jerk off. I'd be, I'd be outside your house right now. Not again. Nothing, you know, like to to intimidate you. Just because I could. That's, I, would, that's, I would jizz everywhere. You know, if I could. I'm just gonna say something. That's pretty stalkerish. Yeah, it came out. <laughs> it bad. came out really, came bad. Out really and bad. And you and you thought, said I made things creepy. <laughs> I, I said weird. And I admit, you know, I need to scale it back. I'm gonna be silent for a minute or two. <laughs> Give everyone a bit of a time, a little bit of a shall we say refractory period from which it's Buck just Lightning so doesn't speak. Weird. I it don't know. Weird. It's like your dick sneezes. It's such a and like you would just do That's that. That's true. Sometimes it dribbles, place? sometimes think, it fires. You know what? I think there's a percentage that may, Adam. Percentage. Yeah, I do, thank you. Maybe the 1%. I think the rest of us have a half of, you know, a little half. bit more sense than that. Yeah. Maybe, I, w- I wouldn't you know. jizz on any fruit. No, it's, it's silly. <laughs> Vegetables, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, That's the quote of the day. I would not jizz on any fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't being fruit exclusive. No. You know, I mean, I, I feel like the cereal aisle would be good because that would, you know, kind of catch a lot of it. Um, maybe the downy area. It's so weird. I mean, you would never catch you would never catch a woman being like, "Oh my god, totally!" If I could just like masturbate in the cereal aisle, I would totally do it. Yeah, it I'm sorry. Have you been to YouTube? 
You were so <laughs> wrong on that. That's not even. We can email you files right now that just prove what you've just said. I don't think you want that. I'm just saying. And that is so. That is beyond, That is so bizarre. I mean, everybody's uh, got their kinks and stuff for oh, sure. Yeah. Everybody's got their like yeah, their thing. But, but uh, you said something earlier though that I, I definitely agree on. I think that uh, people have. Uh, you can't bring this. back. I know. I'm trying to bring it back. I He's trying to, to save the show. That, that He's people trying to have, reel it back. Yeah. People have kind of uh, lost a bit of um, of sense. When Sanity. It, yeah. When it when it comes to how to behave and how to how to be in public and and. You know, like like you said, I mean, for, uh, what what you do, you're performing and things like that. I think is extremely empowering. I think more more. I, I, it's going to come out wrong if I say it that way. Hold on, a <laughs> more women. More well, yeah, more women. But I think I think more people pe- should do people it in general. Should be more comfortable with themselves. Yeah. You know, and uh, especially women, because for a long time, women were always you know put down about their body types and stuff right. like that. I mean, uh, this is empowering. That's what it is. And I agree. Still, and it's still happening. I mean, I deal. With women on a regular basis who immediately when they get, you know, as a woman and being raised in the South in America, you know, it is, um, there's tons of pressure on body type, body size, uh, the size of your boobs, um, how short you are, how tall you are, long hair, short hair. You know, I, I have experienced my own, like, um, my own pressures and, and, and cracked under some of that stuff and trying to like fit in and um, at, at certain times, but like dealing with women on such a regular basis and um, having to just like break through various numbers of walls before I can actually reach them with yeah. what I'm trying to teach. I have to break through the fact that they maybe feel bad about being there in the first place, that they feel embarrassed that perhaps their partner gave them a hard time about it, that they maybe aren't feeling so great about their body type, that they think they have to be a certain body type before they do it. I have to break through all these walls before I can actually like get to the meat of, of and like reaching them with what I'm trying to teach them. Because burlesque is, is fun, and it is movement, and it is creativity. It's all these things. But at the heart of it, what I'm really trying to do through teaching burlesque is give people this, just handing them handing them a key to unlock this power that they already possess right. simply because they are women. And, I, and I, think, I think with men, though, it, at least observing you know what's coming up and the things, things in the media right. and things in that now – there really isn't a lot of positive coming out for guys. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, there really isn't. I mean, it, man, it came out pretty positive. No, no, no. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you, you turn on the TV. It's uh, the the people that are shown on TV aren't aren't positive towards women. You know, they're they're. It they're, is really bad. Like it's. This is a topic that I could like really go on about for for a long time. Because men are men have been there was a time where women were actually the seen as very powerful creatures and somewhere in there men decided that that was very threatening. Yeah, somewhere um, along the line they, they started to oppress that. Yes, and started to oppress women and uh, they, because you are stronger, males are typically stronger, period, the, like stronger as a body. 
Right. You physical, know, physical. Mean? Yeah. Just your physical characteristics. You are stronger, physically stronger than yeah, a woman. And so just by that sheer fact, you know, it's it was easy for men to to oppress women. Um, right. And that then like bled into to other facets and like seeing women as a lesser, just a lesser human being than than men and it's what it really is is you know depending on who the man is and i'm not trying to like group everyone into the group all men into the same category but being a a businesswoman and being a person who is trying to to create an a whole wave of of women who are harnessing their strength you know i i deal with combative men and misogynists all the time and it's like threatening to their ego like what if their girlfriend actually finds her confidence oh my god oh no no oh, I, no yeah I, she <laughs> actually she might actually stand up for herself oh oh yeah we gotta put a stop to that what the fuck is that <laughs> and she might stand up to me or she you know what i mean and that right. um it's women are Again, I don't. I'm not trying to come out that like men are lesser because it's not that either. But I hate that women are not seen for the. They're, we create life. We are like, you know, the body, the woman's oh, body yeah. itself. There's definitely itself. no way I would be able to do that. Right. I, yeah. You know, even if, even if I could, I would. I, I don't think I would. Well, I, I, I no think I, on a on a different. Uh, I think women and men have, have two different types of pain tolerances. No, oh, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, so I mean, uh, it's always interesting to me too that people are like, "Oh, you, you know, you get a set of balls, you know," and like, but like balls are like the most fucking sensitive, tender thing ever. Yeah, like, you can't pluck a ball without putting a man on the floor. No, you know I would mean? die. You should not pluck. I can. That's a that's that's a bad thing. And that's it's not, not a low hanging fruit. You it's should, not fun. You should never pluck a ball. But you see you what I'm rub saying? Rub it a little bit. Like, maybe put a little dirt <laughs> in your hand. Testicles have become a a representation of like how tough you are. Right, like gra- go ahead and grow some balls or something. You know, but yeah. What the hell? What the fuck? It's like you want to be <laughs> tough. You should get a pussy. Because- That's right. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Yeah, come on, Adam. <laughs> I, I mean, and he's I silent. I can't spontaneously <laughs> grow one. <laughs> and frankly, I wouldn't. I love my boy here. He's. <laughs> But yeah, no, but I agree. I, but I he's agree. been better to me than I've been to him. Let's be honest. I just, I just, I've, I've, I've I noticed him quite frequently. I, I've just noticed over over the years now that that you're finding less and less guys, and young guys, me? because because you're here, less and less guys <laughs> that actually, uh, I don't know. I, I was raised a different way, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, you you respect women. You know yeah, what definitely. it was. But you're definitely. finding that it seems to be less and less people, less and less um, guys to be raised that way, and well, I don't get it. I think, like, what the hell's wrong? With you? Like, I was, went out to a bar. Like, give me a quick okay, example. Yeah, go ahead. Went out to a bar, um, and uh, we're sitting there, we're playing, we're standing there, we're playing pool and everything like this. And um, this, you know, you always have that loud drunk table, you know. Oh, of course, and, you're usually the one sitting at it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But he's he, this guy is just yelling at this girl, and this girl's crying. So she leaves, and he he just turns, and he's, I mean, he just backhanded her i mean back oh my god and i was like what the fuck so guy the way i was raced well, i yeah, kicked you in gotta get up i went over spun him around and i i just punched him straight in the face yeah, did you i dropped him so you she a lot of people just so you know i did well they angered me 
Um, so, and I was like, are you okay? Because she's bleeding. She stood up and hit me. I mean, hit me. Yeah, because you, you attacked her boyfriend, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. well, as long as you're okay, you know. See, I don't understand that either. Well, I'm, I wasn't trying to step into hey, you know, I'm the, but, I'm the man. Yeah, but yeah, no. I, it was just a reaction of mine. You just Here's don't well, do you that. shouldn't have taken your shirt Here's off before you hit him. the thing is that, and I'll tell you what it is, that, like, as a woman, we have very, very, um, we have been raised to have lower standards. So, like, as long as the guy isn't, isn't beating you, but if he is beating you, he ha- probably has you convinced that the reason that he, you're being beat is because you pissed him off. It's your fault. It's your fault. So That's so this fucked is up. Like, this is the cycle. So she's mad at you because you stepped in to stand up for her when she's like, but I deserved it. I was mean. I was said something really awful or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. this is what happens. And this is the part where... Well, well, wait, hold on. I, I gotta, because... I gotta call you out on one thing there. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't side with anyone who who punches a woman. But she was probably broken before she got to that guy. People, well, maybe, people with like, maybe so. People with like fucked up psyches that. They... But if she is broken before she gets to that guy, don't don't. If the break guy her. had enough, if the guy was, if if she did come across a guy who was raised differently. And was raised in such a way to to respect women and to build the woman up to a, a build her up to help build her up and help her see her worth. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. Then that cycle would break. It would finally stop. Well, it would stop. No, because he's he's fucked up. Like it's it's not necessarily like a, look wait, a wait, guy no. that a guy that hits a woman. No, no, she's isn't, but isn't no, raised. No, no, like he's to, he, she's she not was, talking she about the guy that hit. No. She's talking if he if she found a guy that actually treated, treated her, her damn, right, you know, right, it could, it could people, heal the break. You people know that are like abused like tend to. I, I mean, look, there's there's like studies on it. Like, I don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> like people people that that are wounded inside tend to attract predators. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's like it's, I'm, I, what I'm saying is, if a nice guy that would treat her well came along, if she's that fucked up that she would let a guy hit her. The odds are like she'd probably push him away, right? She would like. It's I mean, that's that when you need to encourage people to get into she, therapy. It's not that she is. It's not her fault, I guess. In a no. sense, like if you're I'm not, I'm not saying in it's an environment fault. where that is what you think is the norm, or you know, you believe you've told something enough, you start to believe it, and so a lot of times, what happens is people, women, don't believe that they are worthy of anything better, and so yeah. they don't see the potential for better all they see is like this guy over here who is attractive and and he's pretty nice to me like most of the time and that's that's good that's good enough and like he was nice he's nicer to me than that last guy who was like there's really al- there's always me, that like, last guy time. is what yeah. i've seemed to find out yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I really think it's we were talking about you were talking about how guys you know you've noticed that that you know, there are a it's bunch of assholes find, yeah, out there. It's tough to find a respectful, but I think dumbass. you know what I really think it is 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 I think it's more of a uh, of a uh, thug mentality now. Let the guys. I blame that rap music. No, I don't blame that. <laughs> but I'm just saying it. What it is is it's kids that were our age yeah. in high school having kids that they weren't supposed. You know that then raised them to be. Like themselves, yeah. I mean, and they were jacket. They didn't. They didn't have any parents to begin with, so that's why it's just. Gotten- I, I, I think what you said is really more than anything. I think. I think there's a lot of like lack of parenting and bad yeah. parenting, and just 
Well, I, I respect what you're doing because you have you have boys and you're doing what yes, you're doing. Yes, I agree. And I think that's awesome. And it, it takes a strong woman to raise boys. <laughs> it really does. And to, and to raise them in, in respectfully. To, to make them decent people. Yeah, yeah, because we need more decent people in the world. Let's get let's be it's, honest about it. We need less people like the wrong it's guy. My, it's my mission to like put them out into the world and, ho- and it, whoever they partner with, if it's female or male or whatever their choices are, it's totally fine. But especially if they are going to be partnered with females, I will not, not be okay if they are end up being the kind of people that I dealt with. Right. You know, you're you're going to be the life. mom that they're scared of all their lives. Oh, yes. What's that? You're going to be that mom that, that we're all scared of all of our lives. The one that's like, if I, if I did that, so help me God, she'd come here and beat me. And she ass. gives you that look? Yeah, she'll she'll yeah, be like eighty four years old, chasing yeah. them with a rolling pin. She'll give you that look, yeah, and you're like, "Oh look, shit!" For sure, they totally get the look. Um, you know this this whole hour, we haven't talked much about your your troop exactly. I was gonna pull it I up. Know. Yeah. I'm I sorry. know. Well, no, wait, no. Well, no, we still okay. have time. We still got not, plenty of time. It's no problem. You know. We got off on a on a serious tangent. No, but here. that was cool. It was good. Was good. It was, I like that. Well, yeah, definitely. Let us- I wanted I wanted to bring up because uh, our former guest Matt Fraser. Yes. Our friend, we yeah, can call him a, yeah friend. a friend of our show. You know, he, you, know. you know, he. Uh, we send him drunk texts from yeah. time to time. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. Uh, um, he brought you up, saying that you guys are going to be doing a show, I believe, in April. Well, we're tr- we were trying to do so. The- Matt's going to be in town for a sideshow festival. Right. He's right. going to be super busy with that festival, so I'm trying to take on more of the production part of it, so that the show can still happen. Um, Matt and I have worked together in New York um, off and on over the years. And then when he was here in New Orleans for American Horror Story, he was here for a while. He was, like, here, I think, and ended up being, like, five months or something like that. And, um, you know, he came to perform, and we got to really spend a lot of time together. And I'm going to try to produce – I'm in the process of, like, trying to find a venue and whatnot. But that particular show will be geared more towards – towards sideshow and incorporating some burlesque in there but most of the focus on the sideshow aspect because of that convention in town yeah yeah well, yeah our friends would, at southport hall might be interested. yeah that's what i was thinking uh, uh we we're we're friends with um this uh venue called southport hall i don't know if you've ever been there oh yeah totally they may be interested in something like that maybe if, so. you know maybe so. that might be um because it's big too yeah, yeah exactly that's what we were thinking about yeah right. maybe so it's a little bit of the show it's big too you want it's a, a little bit out of the way for people to get to, like mm, from the quarter. That's true. That's the only. That's the only thing is if it's too far away, people won't go. Well, I mean, if you want us to get you in touch with uh, the the guy, we'll we'll send him your way. So maybe so okay. that could be cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, so that is the that is what that is hopefully going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he like I said, he brought brought you up on the show and stuff. So I was like, yeah. you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get her in touch with her so she can come on too, so you can yeah, talk about your stuff. Yeah, that was really great. Um, yeah, we had a good time working together, and he performed in uh, my Dirty Dime Peep show, which is uh, the once a month show that I do over at the Always Lounge, and that show is really rooted in a in a uh, like New York style burlesque show because it's pretty much you can do whatever you want. Like, aside cool. from, like, live sex acts on stage, anything goes. Oh, can you ride cool. a unicycle? You can ride a unicycle <laughs> if you want to. Can you, ride, can you ride a unicycle is the question. So, can you ride a unicycle? <laughs> That's the question. 
Yeah, it was an, it was a non sequitur. It actually had nothing to do. It was just a curiosity. Was, there were people riding unicycles today. I was like, I don't know, maybe Bella Blue can ride a unicycle. Yeah, maybe so. You never know. Now, is this show going to stay local here in uh, New Orleans? Are you going to take it, try to tour yeah, a little bit with it? Yeah, dirty dime I've kept here in New Orleans. Um, I a lot of times when I travel, I'm performing in other people's shows. Okay. I I don't really produce anything outside of my city too much because. It's just I got a I got a lot going on here and I got plenty of things keeping me busy. <laughs> sure. Then trying to like produce something in a city that I'm not actually in. Yeah. No, that would I be harder. Be, you know. Yeah, I can't even. But I but I do co-produce a lot of uh, events that happen with other performers coming in from out of town who want to do things here. That's um, cool. And kind of act as a liaison, you know. So is there like a burlesque network? Like, is there a hotline that you can call when you're when you're looking to come to New Orleans? What? How does that work? Oh, there's not a hotline. It's just literally, it's a community. You know, it's like, who do you? You know, you you talk to somebody that is that you're good friends with, and you're like, you know, I don't want to go to New Orleans. Do you know anybody there? And it's, um, it's just like the they, music community. It's the same thing. You know, it's, it's that's how you networking. do it. Yeah, yeah it's networking. And now we have the internet, so it's so easy to just type in New Orleans burlesque yes. and, like, whoever pops up, you know, those are the people. Yeah. Um, I can say that's one of the greatest inventions in the planet because yeah. it's so much – it would – you imagine us trying to get uh, guests on our show without having something like that at our at our disposal. Thank well, you, Al we, we, we wouldn't have a show if there was no internet. Because but no, I don't mean I don't I don't show. mean internet. I meant in general, like stuff like you know social media and things like oh, that. Yeah, if that was, didn't exist, it would Actually, be. I think I get a lot more done if there were no social media. Well, yeah, you'd be off of it, but there, you know, if there was no social media, no one would have a cell phone. Thank God. <laughs> so we, that's all anybody does on it. It's. Let me check my Twitter, my Facebook. Get off of my people, lawn. I think people would have cell phones. They'd just they be the size be, of his bricks. They would just be used for what they're meant to be used yeah. for. Candy uh, Crush? No, not Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when's your next show and all your stuff? Well, I have a show that runs four nights a week on Bourbon Street at Lucky Pierre's. It's just at 735 Bourbon Street, and it's called the Blue Book Cabaret. Cool. Uh, that runs Thursday through Sunday. And it's 9 p.m. showtime, uh, $15. And it is super fun. It incorporates uh, classic and neo-burlesque and uh, sometimes some drag. It's like giving a nod to the old school but incorporating more um, contemporary forms of burlesque. And then I have the Dirty Dime Peep show. That's once a month. And that date varies. They can always – you can go to my website. It's um, thebellalounge.com. Uh, and you go to the events page, and that lists all of the future Dirty Dime dates. The next one is on February 28th. Um, I also uh, co-produce a show with my partner called uh, Strip Roulette, and um, it is exactly what it sounds like. So he is a DJ, and um, he so we have a we have a, a cast of, of performers, and they're split up into two teams. Uh, two teams, three each, and th- so they don't know what music they're going to get. Oh, that's fun! And <laughs> they also pick out of a they pick at random a, a prop, like a very obscure, oh, nice. weird prop, 
Funny. And uh, <laughs> and it's super fun, and it's real, and we have judges, and they win prizes, and it's like it's a really really fun show. We did the first one last month for my birthday, and it went so well. Um, Wayne would be great for so, that show. Thanks. What's that? I said Wayne would be great for that show. No, no, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think I'd be good for Do that you have, show. When, when you have your shows, the props, maybe. Hey, but. hey, positive body identity or whatever. Like you, you, yeah. you would be great. Yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> you got, you got moves, like Jagger. What? I move like a damn banty rooster. <laughs> <laughs> you got them moves like Jenga. You got the moves like Jenga. Yeah, one part falls off, it all collapses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I do, when when you're at your shows, have you ever had people? Uh, it's just random. This random question I had a thought of. Um, do you ever have people want to come on stage who want to dance? Like, not guys, like other other ladies that want to come up on stage? Why, why and, can't and, be a dude? Well, not I, I, really. Like, they're, they know. Like, there's sort of a – there's an understanding there that, like, they're there to be an audience. They're not there to perform. But I always wondered but that. But afterwards, I mean, I definitely get, like, lots of inquiries about, I want to do this, and how do I do oh, it, cool. and what do I do? And oh, um, Helps the dance, yeah. the, the dance classes, I'm sure. It, yep, and then it segues right into the you know it feeds right into the school. Nice. Well. Fantastic. Well, yeah. speaking of the school, you you mentioned that sometimes you teach like private groups, and I yep. was wondering like, do you ever have like situations? Because I you know I see this a lot in the movies, and I assume if it's in a movie, it must be true. Uh, <laughs> you, you'll see like a group of women for like a bachelorette party or something will show up, and it'll be like. The mom and the sister. Do you ever have like family situations like that? Does sometimes, it- yeah. Sometimes there's there's a mom there, and there's always there's usually sisters. Does it ever get like like do you, do you have to like sort of deal with that? Like, yeah, your mom's gonna, you know, what I'm saying like, is there like weirdness where like, oh, I don't I don't know if I can do this in front of my mom or. You know, some, Some, it's not, it's never to the point where they don't actually follow through with it, but every now and then they'll just be like, oh, this is kind of weird because, (laughs) or like his mom will be there. Okay. Uh, Like the groom's mom or like the mom of the other partner or whatever and be like, oh, this is so awkward. But it's just because it's just for fun, you know, they usually like stick it out. Ladies, if your future mother-in-law is stripping, make sure to take pictures. You'll need it for the blackmail later. Gross. <laughs> It'll help you during the divorce. <laughs> Sicko. Uh, I'm practical. I'm a pragmatist. Well, that's true. Well, that's what, true. Um, what? What? You, you said the troop. What? What is the name? Actual name of the troop? I don't have a troop. I'm okay. actually a solo performer, and solo? I and I produce shows and have and produce with a rotating cast. Okay. I just, well, you had mentioned the cast and other performers. I thought maybe you yep. had a like a. Like a standard troop set. That God, no, I don't want to do a troop. <laughs> <laughs> I like the God. Yeah, because no. that that won't take any of your time at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine having to manage six plus women. I'm just gonna go ahead and say no. I watched the Real World. I don't think it would be that bad. Really, no, I think you it know? would be horrible. You just gotta, you know, watch for the incident where where True the story. camera guy tries to make the black people look racist, and <laughs> uh, and the, you know, like other than that, you're good. Like, nope, I have zero interest in trying to in trying to like manage a group of women. Uh, I mean, dude, well, you seem to be doing pretty people. well. I don't think you need any career advice from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're doing I think great. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to throw some advice your our way, we're, we're we, broke. We. Yeah. <laughs> it works out much better if I produce a show and then talk to the people. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this show. Is this something you would like to to jump in on? And they say, 
yes or no. And then I, I give them a guarantee of like a good amount of money and then they show up and they do their job really, really well. Well, and well, yeah. then we have a lot. We have a lot of fun, and uh, and then that's how it works. And then you like get the hell out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome! That was super fun. I'll see you when I see you. You know, yeah, uh, I'll keep you in mind next time I need somebody. What and, was? Oh, I'm sorry. And it's like you know a lot. There's a lot of crossover, and we all work together a lot. But um, it also gives them the freedom to be a solo performer as well. You know, yeah. and and they aren't like committed or like blo- or like locked into a troop, you know. I see. Um so they can be solo performers as well and like jump around and and do do things. Yeah, we were always wondering that if if like if the the troops were like like a gang affiliate. Well, one know? of you jets and one of you sharks. Yeah, yeah, like, like that, there, you know. Is there a dance off? Are there jazz hands? Are no. there jazz hands? You know, we no, always wondered that. Not necessarily. There's like some creative differences that will happen, but like oh my god, uh, they're burlesque fighting. Yeah. Right. Everybody was burlesque fighting. Mm. <laughs> there was a little bit of nudity. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. We don't we don't really have a lot of drama here in the New Orleans scene. It's very well, very kosher. Everybody is very sweet and supportive of each other. So it's we have except for that one girl Becky. Becky? No, <laughs> Becky is not a burlesque. <laughs> Yeah, he just made that I don't up. know. You should hear what she says about you. I'm just saying, <laughs> Becky. Becky's trying to start some beef. Yeah. Becky, Becky Devine. That's her name. Look her up. Becky Devine. <laughs> okay. That's probably like 50 million of those, you know? <laughs> it would be funny if Becky Devine came banging on our door like, what the but fuck no, you said about me? It's funny because like, the New Orleans scene has been approached by various different reality shows, and there are, and none of them ever pick it up because they're like, there's no drama here. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, this is no fun. It's just boring. You guys are boring. I you, all you girls like would each hate other. each other. Yeah. What the hell? Right. Wow. Let's well, just make up some stuff. Pretend you're stealing her boyfriend. Well, Becky Devine's gonna get a show. On, on <laughs> yeah, Becky. Is that is that gonna be your uh, your your um? No, it's not. You, not you, your you drag can name. Stop, you can that stop that thought right there. there. No, it's not. <laughs> that would be great. It's not gonna happen. Becky Devine. I got enough names. <laughs> uh, Oh, that was awesome. Okay, I might as well be a stripper. I got so many names. Um, well, I, I'm sure we've got everything out that we need to get out. Is there anything you need that you want to plug besides your shows or anything like your you websites know, and stuff? Uh, just visit my website. It's www.thebellalounge.com. You can see all the information about upcoming shows. You, there's a link there to the school. You can see information about the school and what workshops are coming up. Um, and I um I just opened up a little Etsy shop. Cool. And so I'm selling these buttons and my button, you know, my philosophy uh through performance and just uh with my work in general is what I call pussy magic. <laughs> nice. Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about it is about harnessing your. Uh, it's really about harnessing your power and your power. There's a lot of power in your uh, in your I, pussy area. Oh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Fucking let's all just high five right now. <laughs> yes. Come on, it's Rob. Up top. <laughs> and it started. You know, it started because one of our performers has a has an act, and she calls it pussy magic. And so it started off as like a thing that we would all say to each other backstage about like go for it. That was like go for it. Like go. You know, it was like yeah. pussy magic and like you know, kind of an encouragement thing to each other. And I was like, you know what? Um, this like needs to be. 
kind of like harnessed in general. And so I would like teach people about the pussy magic. So I have buttons and they say pussy magic. I, I, I Where is Olivia Newton-John to sing this I, song? I need one of those buttons. I need a T-shirt that <laughs> says that on it. If you believe in pussy magic. Oh, really? They're coming? All right, great. T-shirts are coming. The T-shirts are Ooh. coming. And it's not just for women, but it's also about like educating men as well and, and their awareness of a of woman's well, true I think strength, a lot of men so. would like to know about the pussy magic. Yes. When those, exactly. shirts, when those shirts come out, I promise you, I will be wearing one of those and we'll Definitely have pictures of us on stage with what my we me wearing one of those shirts. Awesome, I love it. I love it. That's definitely going to happen. Awesome. Bid Miss Miss Bella yes. Blue at you. Uh, I appreciate everything. Thanks for coming on the guys, show. Thanks was... for letting me rant and rave about all things us stripper related mm-hmm. and being no a mom and being a performer. It was great having you on. Hopefully, hopefully you'll come back on. Yeah, totally. Come Thank back and you hang so out. Much. No problem. Have All a right, good one. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks. Ladies Bye. and gentlemen, Miss Bella Blue. All right. So I thought it best to let Bella go before I do this segment because... Because it's, it's probably it's, a it's, sexist and hideous thing? More more the latter than the former. <laughs> How wow. Do so, well, it's going to be sexist. <laughs> no, it's... No. The, the, the latter, oh, hideous. The hideous. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, my bad. Sexist. Okay. Um, but it's going to be really hideous. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new, uh, the the next uh, segment of. Tell me if you think this makes me an asshole. Da, da, da. So, yes, <sighs> I want to. You took it right out of my hands. I want to. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to introduce this because I'm trying to like. You just did. I'm trying to mitigate. Mitigate the uh, propagate. Yeah. The uh, shut up, mitigate. Minute Maid, what? Minute Maid? Shut up, Al Sharpton. Mm, hallelujah! Uh, I'm trying to mitigate the damage here and how horrible think people think. Let me just say that the answer to tell me if you think this makes me an asshole is going to be yes. It's it's definitely going to be yes. It's going to be yes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to listen to Glenn Beck. I don't anymore. Nothing against him. I just... I don't listen to talk radio a lot anymore because a lot of it just depresses the fuck out of me. I'm the same way. And um, but I like him. He's he's a pretty you know he's usually a pretty positive guy and tries to tell people like you know I'm not religious. I'm not. I'm certainly not Catholic. But he tells people turn the other cheek and you know like believe in God. And I'm like okay cool. So he posted this video the other day talking about this young girl with young, Down syndrome. Young girls. Can you shut the fuck up so I can finish this? You can keep going all you want. Okay. It don't matter. So it's about this young girl with Down syndrome, and uh, he's talking about, like, she's a singer. And there's, like, a long paragraph of it, but uh, the the top of it said, like, like this is amazing, so beautiful, this 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome singing uh, a John Legend song, All of Me, you know, all of me, love all of you. That's did, it. She, did she kind of sound like that? Can you let me fucking finish the story? Seriously? Who's stopping you? You keep asking questions instead of letting me finish the fucking so story. what? Because that's how you fuck up a story. Just keep going. Hey, let's see if I can step on the punchline 80 times within four <laughs> sentences. Go ahead. Just oh, I, I want to hear. Go. Fuck. Just I don't edit, care. Edit it out. Fuck. So he posts this video, and uh, I'm like, uh, I'm, it's, it was like 7 a.m., I'm at work, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to watch this, like, like I, I don't, I don't want to be like a 35-year-old guy at work crying, like, 
watching a YouTube video on Facebook, and uh, but I was like, eh, I'll watch it. That sounds nice. And I see, you know, the little caption of the YouTube video. You can see the girl standing by a microphone. It looks professionally done. There's a guy behind her with a piano, and so. You know, like, I didn't read the whole paragraph. All I read was the part about, this is so beautiful. Listen to this 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome singing. And I'm expecting, like, this, you know, like, this amazing voice for a 10-year-old girl, particularly with Down syndrome. And what I got was, me loved all of you. And I fucking started laughing. <laughs> and I had to turn it off because I was laughing too hard. That is horrible. <laughs> I would have laughed, too. That is so horrible. I just want to say, like, look, I feel horrible. You should feel horrible. <laughs> I feel horrible, but... It was damn funny. I, <laughs> I wasn't laughing because she's got Down syndrome. That's sad. I was laughing because he should have probably introduced the video by saying, this is beautiful, how this girl tries, like, she's not going to let her, 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 her syndrome... Stop her. Instead, it was like, listen to this girl sing. And I was expecting, all of me, love, but I got all of me, loved all of you. And again, I'm not trying to make fun of the girl by doing that voice, but that's what it fucking sounded like. That's, that's awful. I feel awful. So, so tell me, you think, does, does, tell me if you think that makes me an asshole. No, because I would have laughed too. I, I think that um, it, it what I think it really makes Glenn Beck an asshole because the, just the fact that he played this po- it said that she was gonna you know this heart filled thing and blah 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 and then you're expecting one thing and then you get well what you shouldn't to be, be fair to him it might have explained that further into the paragraph I but, doubt it <laughs> and I looked at the comments I was like surely someone else felt the same way. But no, it's like, oh, this is so beautiful. Listen to her try. And look, I understand. First of all, I know fuck all about Down syndrome. I'm not making fun right, of it. Right, right. Definitely not making you fun know, of Down syndrome um, people. First of all, kids with Down syndrome, like, are s- some of the fucking cutest kids. Let's be honest. Like, it's like it's sad, but it's also, like, they always seem happy. I wish I was happy all the time. Right. Like, I, I was born with, like, chronic, uh, you know, uh, depression. Like... <laughs> Like, I could have used a little bit of Down syndrome. I'll be honest with you. A little bit of Down would have, would have turned that frown upside down, so to speak. So Now that makes you an asshole. <laughs> I, like, I like that Rum refuses to laugh on Mike, and he, like, I'm not even trying to laugh. You were laughing. I you was were, not laughing. You were the whitest man on earth, and you look like you look like Porky the Pig. You're I so was, fucking pink right now. I was, it's very warm in here. <laughs> that's because you're drunk. I'm not Say, drunk. Adia, adia, adia. That's all, folks. Anyway, mean man, what was the rest of your story? No, I just like, but all these people are commenting like, "That's so beautiful" and all this. And they're I, lying. <laughs> I hope so because I feel like an asshole. Hey, I, you know what? Uh, good honor, good honor for doing it. And yeah, yeah well, and, from what I understand, what they were talking about, like in some of the things, where it's like one of the problems with having Down syndrome is problems with like linguistics, you know, and so like singing, singing comes from a separate part of your brain, so sure. it kinda helps. Like, there's actually a um, documentary out there about people with Alzheimer's and one of the treatments that they're trying is, is music. Music, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very cool. So that's how that's how Rum got in his first band. I did. I was helping people with Alzheimer's. 
And oh. that's how I met Wayne. Oh, no. oh I knew that was coming. I, I thought I thought you meant you know they were letting oh, Down like syndrome Wayne, people. I like that Wayne set 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 up the pitch and Rome just knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even. That one. I didn't even. I don't think you even saw that line drive coming. I didn't. <laughs> you know. I really did not. Rome even had time to like do it like Babe Ruth just. Point the point. I'm, I'm actually re- reaching with my hand, gesticulating. <laughs> he, he, he held up his bat and pointed where it was going. Oh, I give you that. No. That was a good one. But I think I think um, no. I mean, it's it's one of those things. If you're not expecting something, you're gonna laugh. You you're can't gonna laugh. Help hey, it. I've 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 fallen and people have laughed. I've Fuck seen yeah. I've seen people do stupid things. I've laughed. I but don't care if you have when the, when it's a little kid with Down syndrome. Hey, I'm no, sorry. It, I would laugh if you fell too. But if if it's anybody, if and sometimes right. inappropriate things just strike you funny at the wrong time. Well, you know, and it happens. Not, you know what else too? It, like it, a it, fart at a funeral. I don't care. Yeah, that shit's funny. Yeah. I so mean, to speak. especially if it's the body. If you're, have you ever been um, up in a casket? Really, in, in really, the, you're gonna go there. Well, have you ever done that? I think no. I don't think we go much lower than me laughing at a child with Down syndrome. No, but so I, go for you've it. Never go been, for you've it. never been in a funeral where you go up to the casket and it's like, oh my gosh, and, and all of a sudden the body goes. No, no. Oh, that's funny. I've been to a few funerals. That's I've funny. Never. Hey, everybody, if you've never heard a dead guy fart, you're missing out. Um, I, what I was going to say was, you know, it's not really your fault, <laughs> Adam, that you would laugh at that because I look at you know honestly look at American Idol. Yeah, oh my god. They they make their living off of horrible singers and people that, behind the behind the judges calling them assholes basically because they suck. Yeah. So your fact of you laughing at somebody who has down syndrome and just is, is, it's inconsequential. It's, it's equal. It's yeah. it's almost equal to it my doesn't, eye. It doesn't even matter that she had a condition, it's just what you weren't expecting. Right. Now now might be a good time to mention that Rum's idea of, of reaching out to people who failed on American Idol and getting them on the show. What? You had that idea? What? When was this? What are you talking about? I think you and I were talking about I, it. Maybe we were. You had suggested maybe we should reach out to people who are on The Voice in American Idol. Oh, yeah. I said, well, hey, I mean, a lot of, a lot of well, those no, horrible singers. No, not the horrible ones. I'm talking no, about I don't the ones want, that I actually sing. I don't, want, I don't want the dumbass that shows up in like a luchador outfit oh. who decides to sing Pavarotti. I don't want him on a show. Although, wait, maybe I, I, I do. I kind of want that guy on the show. Yeah, maybe we do. It's not, it's you know, it's a visual gag, so it doesn't really work, but it, it, would, it would work for me. Yeah, we'd be laughing the entire time. All I can say is I thank God. Thank God this was a YouTube video and this wasn't at some fucking recital. You know, I'm sure. Well, she had to be doing it in front of people or somewhere. Um, I think it was in a studio. Oh, just in a studio? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was very well lit and like it was very cool. All right. Well, I hope I hope she has a lot of positive reinforcement in her life and I hope things go well uh, for She her. apparently does. And, you know, thank God for that. But Look, dude, I'll, I'll put it this way. If William Hung can sell... Records that young lady can too. That's yeah. Hey, hey. There's worse people that have recording contracts. And the sad thing does, about William have an awesome name. Though. And the sad thing about yeah, because I always wanted Billy to get, Hung. Wait, I always wanted to get his Christmas album. It was called Hung for the Holidays, but I could never, I could never fucking find it. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. Download really, that shit illegally. It really is. Um, but the sad thing about him is he doesn't have an excuse to sound retarded. Retarded. We don't say that word. I say whatever yes, I want. Yes, you do. You absolutely do. You can you can hide behind your fake bullshit over there, hipster king. And, but <laughs> we all say the word retarded. How am I hipster? 
Look at you. Retarded. The only, the I'm only wearing thing, a black shirt. The only thing worse is if you would have a PBR in your fucking hand. I love PBR. Exactly. Fuck hipster. You. Hipster boy. Hey. What? I... Take your fucking My der- people loved t- PBR before PBR. Derby and it's, go fuck it's American. P- PBR. PBR is not American. It is. It's red, white, and blue, motherfucker. It's, it's, so is fucking Budweiser. No. Yes. It's just red, white. No, it's red, it white, and blue, asshole. No, it ain't. Go look at the can. I did. It's red, and white. Fuck off. And blue. It's blue. No, it's blue. It's black. It's actually more more onyx. Onyx. Fuck you. It's blue. <laughs> it's a uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon is older than the term his, hipster. Well, of course, but then the hipsters took it over. So I don't give a shit. So now you're a piece so of I can't shit. drink a beer because no. somebody else got it. No, fuck them. No. Hey, what motherfucker? What hipster? I had a hipster. <laughs> look at you. you look got, at you. You little hipster goatee. Uh, you, you I had hip- this goatee before they had hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> you little hipster glasses. I have to see, bitch. <laughs> you little hipster earphones. They're yours. <laughs> All right, folks. And you since I have jeans. To, and look at I, you. And since I have to edit this. Poser. Look at you. You get the poser thing going on with cattle mutilation t-shirt. You're no, not even no. vegetarian. Yeah, they, they are, are vegetarian. You're not. These are. What, your nipples? Somehow yes, that's my nipples are. For the MHOG podcast. <laughs> I was your host, Wayne. And I'm Buck Lightning. I'm the rum guy. Non-hipster. Hipster all the way. And remember to drink PBR. Keep it hipster, rummy. <laughs> Yeah, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, Wayne. How's it going? I'm pretty good. Is that the rum guy sitting next it to me? He is right next to us. Live, coming to you live, live. from Wayne Studios. Live, live. Studio 9 in Wayneland. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going great. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> hey. Hey, buddy. Yes, sir. You know what's going on at March 25th at the Southport Hall? I think I do. What is it? Rum, do you know? No, tell me. Doesn't sound like either of you know. You know what's going to go happen? <laughs> I know what's, what's going, going on? on. It's a Skylit Drives playing. And? Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. But don't forget special guests. Wolves at the Gate. And? For the win. Wow, that's a lot. Hey, hey Rum, did you know there's going to be local bands as well? There is local bands. Do you know what from the names are? Yeah, from here, actually. Oh, wow. No, I don't. What are they? Atlas, Atlas Shrugs. And the other LA. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, so, so you're going to get all those bands in one location. Correct. One That's night, right. one night, one price. Now I know everyone wants the like, like you know, like come check out. Definitely come check out these local bands and those special guests with cool names like Wolves at the Gate and For the Win. But don't forget, everyone Skylet wants Drive. to see Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Right, right. And a Skylight Drive as well. Yeah, and a Skylight That's Drive. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, how um, much is it to, just to get in? Um, it is. It's fifteen in advance. Okay. We don't we, know we're how much not it is. Sure, how much the. Uh, the uh, at the at the door. Well, probably more. It's very unlikely. It'll probably very be like twenty bucks at the door. Does, does it even matter? I mean, you're getting all that at one spot. One right day. now, right. you you do have to be eighteen and up. Yes, you do have to be eighteen to get in. Hey, okay. and hey, do you know who this show is presented by? I do. Who? Well, it's by Nola Party Productions and. Dun, dun, dun. The MHOG podcast. Awesome. <laughs> right. Of course, and also our friends at Southport Hall. You know. They're uh, that's the venue, right? Yes. They're good people. They are good people, and they're letting us be a part of this, which is fantastic. Which is awesome because we can talk to great bands like a Skylet Drive, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Wolves at the Gate, For, For the, the Win, win. Atlas Shrugs, and, and the, the other LA. other LA. It's the other LA. Oh, it is, is it? It is. Did you confirm? Is the other LA. I didn't confirm, but I'm just going to call it that. Well, because gonna, the other la 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 sounds pretty dicky. When, when I get to meet the other la la. I'm going to ask them, is it the other L.A. or is it the other La? 
Well, I think I, I need to come down for that show. When is it again? It is March 25th. Oh, cool. So basically in a month and a half, two months? Yeah. Two months? Well, if, if I was uh, if I run into, I think, uh, to tell everybody, I would buy your tickets as soon as you can. Yes. I have a feeling this show is going to sell out pretty fast. I'm pretty sure. And you don't want to take a chance. but Hey, you might want to take a chance. Just show up, pay at the door, go for it. There, there may be some space, but I would definitely call ahead. Try to get your tickets now. Yeah, check on uh, Southport's website or check on uh, Facebook. Of course, they have the the invite thing, whatever the hell it's called. The yeah, that yeah, great. you know what I mean. Sure, okay. Check awesome. the event page on Facebook. The event page—that's what I meant. <laughs> Jeez, I knew I was going to say. You can, it. of course, always go to Southport Hall's website. Yeah, definitely do that too. Check All it right, out, folks. So be sure to be out there. Come say hi, you know, and uh, we'll see you there. Yes. Later on, y'all. Adios. Bye-bye. Metal. But I was too drunk to tell. Woke up early the next morning. What the fuck is that smell? Her legs wrapped around me. Strangling me and struggling for air. I opened my eyes to see. But all I could see was hair She had a wookie pussy Wooly wookie pussy I will never live this one down I can never go back downtown Everyone saw me leave With a bitch named Hercules Wookie pussy Wooly wookie pussy Pussy on my mind. Wookie.